Well, welcome. Very happy you tuned into the show today. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, 89.1 FM. And again, we're just uh, so happy to be on the air. Yes. And to share God's word and to look into the truths that uh, the scriptures bring forth. And I'm here with my good friend, Assistant David Abood. David, hey, John. Here. Good to be here with you again today. Good, good. And we had a guest last week, and we're going to yeah. hopefully have a guest next week. But we're also looking at the scriptures, and actually some of the things we're touching on are very popular in culture today. Mm-hmm. And I think this topic may be also. It's going to be about angels. We may get into the idea about demons or fallen angels later, depending on time, or maybe that's another show. But, the, you know, David, the whole thing with angels, it yeah. really is popular throughout history. You know, mm-hmm. if you study in ancient, uh, let's say in Rome, in Greece, uh, they were interested in the unseen world and angels mm-hmm. and spirits. And then you come to the Middle Ages, there was yeah. the same kind of thing happening. But even like in popular culture today, I was just looking at uh, some of the the books that were written in, in recent time and TV programs like Touched by an Angel. Right. Or an angel comes to give you a, a wish or something right. like this. And then um, Oprah Winfrey has had programs on when she brings people on. Uh, there's a magazine out and a book called Ask Your Angels. Um, others have had one. I'm just reading some of the titles here. Where Angels Walk, uh, Ask Your Angels, Book of Angels, Guardians of Hope, uh, Angels of Mercy, Angels Within Us, on and on. Yeah. They, but really to get the right take and the right view i believe is from the bible you know and from what do the scriptures say about angels it's very often contrary to what's in these books and movies and all these things you hear and you know people will wear a little angel pin on their lapel or something like this yeah and um we're going to look at this today and i think it's going to really open up into the whole idea of uh where do angels come from and what is their purpose uh so we see first of all that God created angels. You know, it says mm-hmm. in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 16, uh, Jesus, and he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, both in the heavens mm-hmm. and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created by him and for him. So he's created the material universe, but it says yeah. he's created a, an invisible universe and then he speak these are angels when it says thrones and dominions rulers authorities these are these spiritual entities and different rankings we're going to see mm-hmm. in a moment same thing is going to be true when we talk about demonic realm where there's mm-hmm. rankings of powers and principalities you know it, it suggests different levels of these uh, angelic beings yeah so i know you've done a lot of research on it david maybe you want to share as we kind of delve into this topic yeah, well, you know, just a little background, um, you know, in terms of what the Bible says about angels, you can see that angels are personal spiritual beings who have intelligence, emotions, and will. And it's actually true of both good and evil angels or demons from what I saw, John. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's it's really interesting when you, when you take a look at, you know, I was curious, you know, do they show emotion? You look at Luke 2.13 Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the question th- that I always struggled with um, was, you know, how close to humans are they? Right. Uh, and are, we, are they above us? 
uh, in terms of intelligence or, you know, um, I guess, are, are we considered more powerful uh, in certain ways than even they are? So, you know, when you take a look at that, um, and I think we can cover some of that today, I think we can answer some of those questions. Okay, well, that's a good question. I'll get into that and then we'll go from there. But it says here about human beings uh, in chapter 8 of Psalm, or Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Uh, then it says, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower mm -hmm. than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Now, because angels, now angels aren't, always here. I mean, mm -hmm. only God is self-existent. He's from the right. eternity. He's the Alpha and the Omega, no beginning, no right. end. So we know angels had a beginning. They're created beings. Mm -hmm. The other thing we know is, um, of course, we can't see them unless they choose to manifest themselves to humankind, but they don't reproduce. Yeah. Jesus says they're not given in marriage. There's not right. this idea of procreation. Uh, the other thing about them, essentially, we're going to see is their messengers. That's like their main. Yes. And that's where you get the word they're... angel, angelos, in yeah. Greek means messenger. They do other things, but one of their chief um, principal occupations, if you will, is messengers of God. Yes. Um, the other thing is that we're going to see that there was a division. There was some kind of, something happened uh, where the angels decided to serve God mm -hmm. and more, and angels decided to turn their back on God, mm -hmm. disobey God, and they were cut off. And those are the ones uh, I believe the Bible will make a full case for it. Those are the, that's the demonic realm today. Uh, hierarchical, it has a pecking order, so to speak, and Satan uh, would be in charge of that. The devil would be over that. Right. And, you know, John, just, just a little, uh, you know, side note, I didn't see any reference to any female angels. It seemed like mm -hmm. all the angels that uh, we encounter our male form. Is that is that pretty accurate, or what do you think of that? I, th I think that's a good point. I mean, when you look, uh, let's. I mean, you want to look at an appearance of an angel, like in Acts chapter 1, um, you'll see um, Jesus, when he's ascending to yeah. heaven, if you look at Acts chapter 1, right, which verse, verse? Uh, 9, 10, and 11, if you will. Sure. Um, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So again, yeah. You see, like men, right. you, men, you'll see the same thing in... Right. Um, John chapter 20 at the resurrection, yeah. when Mary goes to the tomb uh, in chapter 20 of um, the it? Gospel of John, the Gospel of John chapter 20, and then you'll see um, verse 11 through, let's say, 13. Sure. Uh, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white. Seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. Okay. Yeah. So, so there you see, yeah. these are these are they're being manifested, um, but it's uh, a human. It's in human form. Right. Now, if right. this matches up 
there it says angels, but if you look at the same account in Mark chapter 16, it will tell you uh, with a little bit more clarity. This just shows Mary again going to the tomb. Um, and of course, uh, you look at verse 5. Okay. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Mm -hmm. And he tells them, do not be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of, of uh, Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Yeah. So there again, you see angels, right. man appearances, man appearance, yeah. angel. So, uh, yeah, to your question, at least scripturally, yeah. they always seem to appear in um, male form. Right. Um, and why is that, I wonder? Hard to say. I, yeah. mean, I, I mean, I don't know exactly. Oh, sure. Uh, but uh, we do know that um, they, they only come here briefly. You know, their appearance is just, you see them at the Christmas story. Right. You know, in the, when they're praising God in the heavenlies and they speak to the uh, shepherds and uh, these kinds of things. But we don't know, uh, you know, exactly. You yeah, know, it uh, was the same in Sodom and Gomorrah when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Well, maybe we'll turn there because you're going to oh. see the role of angels. Okay. If you turn to Genesis, uh, I believe that's Genesis 19. Uh, 19, yeah. 1 through 4. Um, but what, we don't have to read 1 through 4. No, no. But, I mean, this is the famous account, right. chapter 18, where these three, quote, unquote, men mm -hmm. visit Abraham, right? Right, yeah. And the two are two leave and go to Sodom and Gomorrah. The one stays mm -hmm. with Abraham. Right. And Abraham senses this is somebody different. And he starts negotiating, interceding for Sodom, that the Lord, it, it switches and actually says, the Lord. Right. He says, Lord, do not be angry with me if there's 50 righteous men. He gets it all the way down to 10. But it's 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 appearance of God is what we're thinking of here. And the two that were with him are angels. Mm -hmm. Now, they go to Sodom and Gomorrah. And the first thing they do when they're in Sodom and Gomorrah is they, um, they go and warn Lot. You see that in verse... Um, Verse one and two. Right. So there you see him in a messenger role. Right. See, two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. Right. And then, so they're coming basically to warn him. That's what it says in verse 5. And they called a lot and said, yeah. um, um, he, he, they want, what they want to do here is they want to tell him there's a coming judgment on Simon mm -hmm. and they want to take him out. They want to deliver him. Right. See, you, but then they're going to punish the city. Right. They, they, they're mm -hmm. wrathful. You see, mm -hmm. angels are helpful, mm -hmm. but if they can be wrathful. Oh, yeah. You're going to see that in the oh. book of Revelation. Oh, definitely. You know, so Heck they're yeah. not... They're not this modern conception of uh, angels yeah. as um, kind of friendly, cherub-like, you know, and they just right. flitter around. Oh, man. And when oh. people see them, they tend to be terrified. Yes. You know, especially if you see them in the, in the spirit realm. Uh, that's where John would see this uh, when he has these visions in Revelation. Right. He's, he, like, falls down. He's, he's overcome by the, their power, the intensity of their power. Yeah. So then it shows them rescuing, delivering God's people. And then judgment falls on Sodom. But this idea of delivering his people, you'll see that like when they rescue Peter out of jail, the angel goes and knocks the door off in the Acts of the Apostles. Yeah. So you see those kind of multiple functions, as it were. 
you know, of the angel. Uh, so we see their kind of their uh, different activities. You, you uh, can you see what one or two can do. Can you imagine uh, when the second coming? I mean, it's unbelievable their power. It's just incredible. Well, that's why Jesus says to Peter when he, Peter didn't want him to go to the yeah. cross. He says, "Do you not know that I could pray to my Father even now, and He would send twelve legions of angels?" Boy. Can you, know, you imagine? In, in, a, in a sense, we're going to see that at the end of the age. Yes. You know, however yeah. you interpret the book of Revelation. But at that moment, um, angels angels also came to comfort. We'll see that mm -hmm. in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, where it talks how angels uh, come to well, minister. The, the, there is one interesting thing. As you said, uh, most people in the scripture who encounter angels react with fear. Almost every time an angel appears to someone... Um, the first thing they say is, what, John? Don't be afraid. You see that in Luke 1, right. 13, uh, Luke 30, Matthew 28, 5. But their presence can be overwhelming, even for the apostles such as John. If you look at Revelation 19, 9, 10, and these are the apostles. Then the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. Yep, exactly. So they're, they're saying we're equal servants, even though, you know, uh -huh. I don't know about the power thing, but no, uh, yeah. You're right. I right. Mean, and then that's, that's what's going on here. And then um, there. We don't have a, it's hard to get a fuller understanding of, unless you look straight into the Bible and try yeah. to put all of these mm -hmm. kind of pieces together. Right. And then you'll see um, that indeed this is, you know, what's going on here. In a matter of fact, after the temptation of Jesus, let's say in Matthew chapter 4, it'll even tell you how the angels will come and minister to him after the temptation in the wilderness. Let's see, mm -hmm. chapter 4. Um, I have it up. Yeah. Um, Want me to read it? Yeah. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the... You want me to read the whole thing? Yeah. Now, now after these temptations, David... Right. Look what happens in verse 11. Let's go to that. Jesus begins to... Okay. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. See? Yeah, he was tempted three times right. So here, uh, right. what that means exactly, we're not sure, but somehow they come and comfort him, minister to him uh, in some capacity. Yeah, but, but weren't they... I mean, when I think about that, I mean, you see some of these supernatural fasts like Moses. Uh -huh. Jesus did this here. 40 days. We, we can't live for 40 days just just fasting oh yeah so uh, i mean so no you can it can you, you mean you mean without food without food yeah or, not water right you can't leave more right. than i think it's like three, three to days. five days or three something, to five right? days with yeah. water no you right. can't do that but um for example on fasting we'll just get off topic just yeah. a tad but if you study what happened let's say uh in the irish republic right. remember when they yeah. were fighting in the mm -hmm. 60s and 50s the irish republic against the mm -hmm. british occupying the northern italy uh, Northern Ireland, I'm sorry. Right. Well, some of the prisoners, they called them rebels. Yeah. I mean, 
from the IRA, the Inter uh, Irish Republican Army, they were put in prison. Yeah. And as a way of protest, they fasted. And they didn't even want an IV, a drip put into them. To, and so they were going 30 days, and then they were going 40 days, Man. and then they were going 50 days. And, of course, Margaret Thatcher was not going to release them, or, you know, and they died. But some of them were going up to uh, 50, 55 days, completely emaciated. And by that time, your whole electrolysis, the electric system, as a doctor told me, starts shutting down. Your heart's not beating right. You basically... But, yeah, but 40 days was... Not uncommon in the Bible. I've known people that fasted long, not 40 days. Of course, maybe I don't know uh, exactly how long they fasted. But it's possible. Okay. 40 wow. days. But you got to have water. Long time you to have eat. to be yeah. hydrated. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so now we, we see these angels. And um, uh, it's interesting in the New Testament, uh, the Old Testament mentions uh, them a hundred times, over a hundred times. New Testament, there's reference to angels 165 times. Wow. Especially in, in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation. And one of their chief goals when they come here, it'll say in Hebrews chapter 1, uh, you know, it, it makes a big case that Jesus is above the angels. He's greater than angels. Uh, it'll say this. Uh, let me just grab it. Um, matter of fact, it, it'll say God says... In verse 6, let all the angels of God worship him, Jesus. So that shows you Jesus is above angels. Now, why this is important is because, let's say Jehovah Witness, they think Michael, the archangel, is Jesus. Uh -huh. They think an angel, you see. The other thing about, we'll look at where people get in trouble with angels in a minute. But you'll see here, um, look what it says in verse 7 of Hebrews chapter 1. Okay, I don't have that up. It says, and of the angels, God says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. It means they're, they're under him, they're, they're ministers for the Lord, so to speak. But in verse 14 of chapter 1, it says, are not all the angels ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So even though we can't see them, it's suggesting that angels are active in the lives of believers. So... Um the, the, this is a question I got asked before the show sure. again. Do we have guardian angels? And so I, I the only time uh, that I saw, you know, there's a couple times, but it says occasionally, you know, we, we see angels protecting people. The famous one on your wall over there, John, is Daniel, right? When he was in the lion's den. So you see Daniel 6, 20 to 23. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in, in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve, continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. So. Yeah, now the idea of guardian angels comes when Jesus talked about children. Mm -hmm. And he says... Their angels always behold the face of God. I believe it's in. Uh, well, yeah, because the but the what I'm I'm referring to a guardian angel is a single spiritual entity assigned to a specific person for purposes of protection or guidance. Yeah, the Bible doesn't say it. The right. Closest right, we come. Right. Is where about children, and that's where they draw a lot of that mm -hmm. out. Where Jesus okay. makes that reference. Well, maybe we should go to that. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go to that? That's in Matthew. I'm going to have to look, David. Real oh, quick. okay. 
Um, but that's the idea that they're they're there for uh, guidance. And um, okay. many people will take that and then they'll say, that seems to indicate that um, angels were indeed, uh, as it were, guardian, you know, uh, guardian angel. Okay. Um, so we're not uh, real sure. But okay. there's nowhere it indicates... Uh, Right. That they are... That we have our own specific guardian angel. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's a question. As a kid, I always thought I had a guardian angel. Yeah, And I right. remember my mom talking to me. She said, well, Dave, pray to your guardian angel for protection. And, you know, uh, I... Uh, you know, I that just, we shouldn't do. I mean, that Right. No, that, sure. That. But, um, yeah, I was Roman Catholic before I became a Christian. But I understand, um, you know, back in the day, though, I don't know that it was understood properly, John. Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, we don't understand. The reason we pray to God right. alone, number one, of course, where Jesus says, if you ask anything in my name, or um, we come to God. The big reason, of course, is, is uh, he's, uh, he's, omnip- he's omnipresent. Yeah. He can hear prayers in Cleveland and Cairo, you know, and, yeah. uh, all it- around the world. The other thing, he is our father. You know, we should go to our father. Sure, uh, with, right. Um, oh, I know that now. Yes, I know that now for sure. And, and what that that includes, um, mm-hmm. this is Matthew eighteen ten, where it has about the uh, uh, children with the guardian angels. Okay. Okay, Matthew eighteen ten, um, the parable of the wandering sheep. See that you do not dis- despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What, okay. See. Yeah. See what it's doing there. Right. It's 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 um. It's basically saying uh, hmm. it's they're so pure. that they have yeah. yeah they're so pure right that they have an angel nearby. Now it's hard to extend that to mm-hmm. say everybody has an angel. Mm-hmm. The, the rule of thumb on that is where the Bible is silent, we're silent. You don't mm-hmm. want to make a doctrine. Oh sure. From what they call silence, it could be. Uh, we're not sure. Now, we do know when mm-hmm. Jesus gives the parable mm-hmm. of the um, rich man and Lazarus when they die, mm-hmm. it's in Luke chapter 16, it does make an interesting comment here. And again, we're just looking at this and kind of putting this Well, out we're here. jumping around, but it's all good information. Yeah, it kind of ties so, together. Luke, Luke 16? Uh, the, uh, Luke chapter 16. Right. This is about the... Um, uh, uh, rich manager man verse 19 okay and 20 it'll say um, the rich man and Lazarus there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table even the dogs came and licked his sores the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. See that? Wow. So could it mm. be that when we die, we're um, wow. carried or taken into the presence of God? You know, I don't know. Uh, again, uh, what we're doing is you're kind of painting yeah. and putting brush strokes on and trying to get a more clarity on this whole thing about the angels. Uh, that's really what's happening. Yeah. Um, we do know... We do know that they are involved in human affairs. Right. Um, you can see that in Hebrews chapter 13. I mean, you can see it in many places in the, in the, in the Bible. But uh, if you look at Hebrews chapter 13 in verse 1, Q13. 
keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Yeah. And I like that because it, it's saying that angels can take human form, right? Well, it could be. Okay. Yeah, it could be. And then... Um, Continue. Also, Do you want me to keep reading? No, I don't think okay. it said anything okay. about angels. No. But the idea being that um, we don't know. I mean, that that's yeah. the whole deal. We don't know. And then again, they could be sent uh, to protect us, to deliver us from a situation but we, it's in God's hands there right. how this works. Right. The, the, the key here, of course, is to stay close to God. And he's going to do what the, 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 what you don't want to do is, is when, we'll get into this later, when people stray from God's will, the path God has called. And then they go like from the, from the lambs, from yeah. the flock, into the wolf's den. And then you're exposed to demonic influences and, and destruction. You well, see that's how that goes in both directions. Yeah, so... I guess one of the um, maybe big misconceptions when I was a kid is, um, you know, uh, when you think about these people getting possessed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so that's why uh, I was mentioning that I thought angels could take human form. Um, but it also states in the Bible that as children of God, we are protected. We have that veil. So those kinds of things... Um, you know, can't happen to us. Is that is that true? Uh, a demon possession? Yeah, you know, well, possession? Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's implied there, of course, a, a believer will be um, indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, and he belongs to God. He's a child of God. Right. So could he be, I, I don't think so, but I think a, a, a believer, if he gives what the Bible calls, gives place to the devil, I think there could be a situation where they could be oppressed and tormented because they're they're simply giving uh, space uh, to the devil, you know, to, to, right. to, to, to be maybe somebody strays off into whatever, into drugs or pornography or something, uh, even though as a believer and he's supposed to, not supposed to do that, then it could be open to to to, to problems, you know, things that could uh, actually happen. Yeah, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's just. A sad situation, but that's a whole other topic. But once we hit on the uh, the whole thing of the demonic, we'll get into that more fully. I wanted to show you that they have limited now. They have a lot of knowledge, right? But not as actually, we may have access to more than they do in certain areas. If you look at First Peter, chapter one, verse twelve, uh, uh, if you, you you know, it, it kind of gives you a little insight. Perhaps things they don't fully know. Twelve. Uh, what Peter four or what? First uh, Peter chapter one verse verse twelve. Okay, First Peter chapter one. Mm-hmm. Just read that out loud. Oh heck, it's not coming up here. It says, "To them it was revealed." That's to the to the uh, prophets of old. Right. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, New Testament, present-day believers, they were ministering to things which now have been reported to you, believers, through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Yeah. You see that? Yes. Angels uh, uh, desire to look now. 
look, compare that with Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. It, it, it kind of parallels this idea that they, they're inquisitive. They want to see what, what's... Ephesians 3? Uh, verse 10. Chapter 3, verse 10. Yep. Okay. Um, his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, what is it saying there? In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. What's it saying in that chapter 10, uh, verse 10? Something very important. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold of wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. So they're watching yeah, the yeah. church. They're watching because God's displaying mm -hmm. his love, his compassion, his truth in the church. That's why church is so important. Yes. But it tells us we're being watched. It it's clearly says that there. So here's the thing. If somebody excommunicates them from the you know, leaves the church. Right. And you have spiritual beings watching this, that that's that's problematic because it's not just angelic beings watching, it's demonic. So if a person goes out from the church, that's being spotted. And that wow. person could be open uh, to the wiles of the devil. Wow. You see why it's so yes. important to be in fellowship. Yeah, we've talked about that. E even when we did the uh, unchurched uh, group and talked about the number of people that are not in church, and especially the college mm -hmm. kids that have left church. Yeah, it's, it's critical to be under that protective hub, as you said, John. Yeah, it's just uh, surprising when you see it that uh, you know such a thing would happen like this. Now you'll see this in action: the deliverance or the protection of angels um, in uh, Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter twelve, and this is where Peter uh, he's going to be persecuted. Now, they, they, chapter twelve, verse two said Acts of the Apostles. Uh huh. Chapter twelve, verse. It says, Herod now is stretching out his hand to, to hurt the church. Verse 2 says he killed James. This was the brother of John. He killed him with a sword, stabbed mm -hmm, him to death. Mm -hmm. Now, yep. it says Peter's arrested, but look at what it says in verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Okay, so yeah. they're praying, and then look what happens um, in verse 7. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Now, see, the church was praying, and they didn't pray to an angel. God dispatches an angel, and then, goes and in then the like, prison. Yeah, and then, quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. And, and so he says, and he went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel. I mean, he the door fell yeah. off or something, and then he will then come out, and then he comes to the house where they were praying for him. Right. They it passed shows, the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. Mm -hmm. They went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him, so he was safe. Yeah. He was But free. you see how the angel yeah. delivered him? Protect him. Right. But it was started with the church praying. Yeah. See, this is very important. So yeah. we pray on the earth, right. and something is released in the spiritual realm. But I want to show you something else happening in the yeah. same chapter, David. Remember, it was Herod that was killing the Christians, right? He Correct. killed James. Correct. So look at what happens in uh, verse um, 21, same chapter through 23. 
On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robe, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of God, not of a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and uh, he was eaten by worms and died. So you see two things happen in this chapter. Yeah. One... An angel comes in response to the prayer of the church, right. delivers somebody, protects somebody, a Christian named Peter, Peter, of course. But at the same chapter, here we see an angel come in a destructive role. He kills him. He strikes him. So it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> which side do you want to be on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and of course, it was pride in Herod, but it caught up with him. Right. You know, you can't uh, get away from this kind of thing well, because... It, it, you know, John, uh, there is one thing because, you know, I was still, you know, I was looking up um, in terms of, you know, how angels are compared to, uh, you know, humans. Uh-huh. And um, I wrote something down here. It, it went through a list uh, because they're uh, because they're created beings is their knowledge limited. This, uh, so basically, if you look at uh, Matthew 24, 36, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, right. nor the Son, but only the Father. And then uh, I also wrote down, angels gain knowledge through long observation of human activities. Mm -hmm. Unlike humans, angels do have to study the past. They have ex uh, they, they've experienced it. They don't have to study the past. Therefore, they know how others have acted and reacted in situations and can predict with a greater degree of accuracy how we may act in similar circumstances. Because they've been there before the earth was created, right? Uh, well, we don't, yeah, because that's a yeah, good point. Because yeah. they, they so they've how, seen us, and they've seen all of our behaviors through the generations. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, then, of course, they're out of space and time. Right. But like it says in First Peter, which you read a couple of minutes, they desire to look into some of the things in the Scripture yeah. in terms of God's plan that they don't really have, um, so to speak, acts. Don't forget, yeah. it doesn't say necessarily they're indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Right. Or they have, uh, you know, the, the ability to interpret uh, Scriptures. And that's mm -hmm. why it says they desire to look into this. Matter of fact, in Job, it'll talk about this idea that they were in heaven and um, Job. I believe it is. It's um, Job chapter is it 38. 38? Um, I think 38, yeah. And it talks about uh, um, how the, the angels, uh, when God was creating everything, uh, if you look at uh, verse 6 and 7. And what were its footings set? Foundations. Oh, found, footings. footings. Okay, yeah, I have foundations. footings. Okay. Or who laid his cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Yeah, at creation. Yeah. Which it would, would suggest they were in in being before they, before they existed prior to the creation of this universe. Right. Uh, and then we see angels in Job chapter 1, just to give you a little bit of an idea how they move about. Um if you look at um, Job chapter 1, mm, yeah, verse 6 and 7 perhaps. Sure. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Okay, so here we see a lot that these angels... Yeah. 
are going before the presence of God, as it were, perhaps the throne room right. of God we see in uh, right. Revelation. But along came this other angel, oh, Satan, Satan yeah. and he's going to negotiate for Job. And God allows it to a degree. What else does that tell you? You know, um, it, it's amazing to think, you know, I, I never realized that he had that ability to get in front of God even after he was thrown out of oh, heaven yeah, like yeah. that. I had no idea that he could actually go talk to God and be in front of him and that God would still be interacting with him like that. Yeah, I mean... Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, because the devil is, is God's devil. You know what I mean? Oh, he's, sure, he's he created creation, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, one of the things he does, he's the accuser. So somehow he can accuse us. Yeah, he accused Job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's, and, Take away all of his wealth and everything, and he won't honor you. That's yeah, what and, he but told Jesus' him. role is an advocate. He, he, he yeah. like almost like a lawyer, an attorney. He right. intercedes for us, mm-hmm. which pushes the uh, accuser away. That's right. why the Bible says in James chapter four, uh, God resists the proud; he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself to God first. Then it says, resist the devil. He will flee from you. you got to be under that mm-hmm. submission mm-hmm. first. And then it says, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Mm-hmm. You see, there's mm-hmm. a certain dynamic going yeah. on there. So we are really greatly empowered uh, when you look at it. Not only are we redeemed, uh, cleansed by the blood mm-hmm. of the Lamb, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, right. have access to the Word of God. That is the capability to understand it now. Um the ability to go into the very presence of God because of what Jesus did on our behalf. But also, we have power over the devil, you know, if we stay close to God. We'll get into that maybe in a week or two. Right. But um, it's all linked up with the supernatural realm, that there is entities. Right. There are these beings, whether we want to believe it or not. Right. And, and that's the thing with an atheist or a secularist. They don't believe yeah. that there's angels. They don't believe you have a soul. They don't believe there's a God. And it all goes back... Because they don't see it. I can't mm-hmm. see it. I can't right. measure yeah. it. I can't calibrate it. Well, there's so many things in this world. I mean, I always say, you know, we live in an invisible world. The most important things mm-hmm. are invisible. Time, we don't see. We try to measure. We don't see it. We don't see our thoughts. Yeah. You know, we don't see the air we breathe. Mm-hmm. We don't see the words we mm-hmm. speak. There's What I'm saying is there's many important things that we just don't see. Right. But they're all around us. Well, the verse I just read to uh, John... Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I have a really good feeling when I read that verse. Because Which is what? Basically, you know then that God is in complete control. Uh-huh. Satan just isn't off doing whatever he pleases every single day. God is over him. Right. Regardless of the circumstances we're in now with COVID, with whatever comes up in the future, this verse is you know one of many we could find where you realize... God is in control. Right. Now, granted, it's hard to understand why things are happening the way they are, but when you read the Word of God, you have to realize it's not up for us to understand what He's doing because we're, we'll never know. Our understanding is not His, right? No, I agree. So, you know, but this is another another note for us that um, He's in control. Yeah. God is in control. He's working out His plan. We right. are in cooperation right. with that. You know, right. as the Bible says, we're mm-hmm. co-laborers or right. fellow laborers. Mm-hmm. You know, once we understand His will and we right. understand, you know, what His plan is here. Yeah, but yeah we don't see everything. I no. mean, and you're right. Angels probably have access to more. It's like a drone. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, if you're high above something, you're going to see it a little bit more clearly. You know, yeah. we're kind of locked into this space-time 
continuum called, you know, human right. existence. Yeah. You know, so we don't get on. But through the Word of God, mm-hmm. we can, you can like, so to speak, penetrate. Right. I, I have no doubt there's angels. I have no doubt there's demons. I agree. I have no yeah. doubt that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? Correct. The soul's more valuable than my body. That's right. Jesus says, don't fear the one that can kill your body. Right. Rather, fear the one that can kill your body and your soul. Right. I have no doubt that there's a heaven and that yeah. there's a hell and that there's a God that loves us. So once you're into the Bible, it's like putting on glasses that you can see Okay, I can, and you can bank on it. A lot of fear that I've seen since this pandemic has come from from uh, the idea that things are going out of control. Mm-hmm. And if there is, uh, you know, some people will say if there is a Satan, and there is, mm-hmm. there is an enemy to us, we believe that, um, that he's just running wild out of control. There's no plan. It's just complete chaos. It just, it just reinforces to me whenever we go through the Bible and we see these kind of verses. Sure. And it, we recognize that God is in charge. He's on the throne. He's in charge. He's over everybody else, over all the other beings. And so there's a plan here. Whether it makes sense for us or not, there, there's an ultimate plan. And, and we just have to have trust in that. And if we do, I think we can be uh, greatly comforted at that, that we're going to be okay regardless of what the situation is. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we do what we can do, and we allow God to do yeah. that which we cannot do. Right. You know, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, what more can we do? But, I mean, most fear comes from the unknown. Yeah. If you don't know something, then you, well, yeah, we don't know everything. It says yeah. in Corinthians, we see through a glass darkly. Yeah. We see, yeah. but we don't see everything. So why, why did the pandemic right. start or why did this happen or why mm-hmm. we don't know but all we know is a sparrow cannot fall from a tree mm-hmm. that god doesn't see mm-hmm. it you know he's counted the hairs on our heads our number yeah. he to that specificity yeah he's in control he's in right. control and he's in awareness and his desire is us to come to him to pray to him yeah. to think about him right to learn about him mm-hmm. and and you, actually to gain insurance uh, about even angels. Let yeah. me show you what's happening in First Kings uh, with one of God's prophets that uh, he was in ministry and then he was fearful. He ran from this wicked queen called Jezebel who wanted to kill uh, first him. King? Yeah, First Kings, David, verse 19. Uh, and he's terrified of her, okay? And he says, um, he's, he's very despondent, but if you look at verse 3 through 5, it's I think it's very touching. Okay. First Kings chapter 19. Three, three through, through five. five. And this is Elijah. Oh, I have uh, 1 Kings 1. Uh, 1 Kings 19? Yeah, I don't have that one out. Okay, here Sorry, go. I misheard you. Uh, when he saw that he arose and ran for his life, he went to Beersheba, uh, which belongs to Judah, and left his servants there. So he runs as far as he can right. to get away from this wicked king, queen. And he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. Yep. And he prayed that he might die. And said, is enough, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under the broom tree, suddenly an angel yep. touched him and said to him, arise and eat. So here this angel is ministering to him and giving him practical advice. Yeah, I, Perhaps that's what the angel said yeah. to our Lord, you know, or provided yeah. food after the wilderness when it said angels came and tended to our Lord. You know, and, and back to the guardian angel thing, I, I wrote down one quote here, which, which made me feel good. Hebrews 1, 
14, God angels are sent by God to help believers. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Right, out of Hebrews. Yeah, so maybe that's where that, um, you know, thought comes from. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no right. doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, I think the, the thing, the important thing about angels, first and foremost, they're praising God. Okay, yeah. you'll mm -hmm. see this in the Old Testament, the New Testament. Right. The other thing is that they are his messengers. They're dispatched. Mm -hmm to go tell Mary she's going to bear a son and his name will be called Jesus, to go tell Zacharias your wife is going to have a son and you call him John. They're sent as deliverers. You know, we saw him delivering Peter out of prison. You see him delivering, uh, bringing a lot out of yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah before. You see them in the role of uh, a given illumination or given revelation as they do with Daniel. Uh, that's a very important one in Daniel chapter 10, how an angel is dispatched from heaven to come to Daniel and to give him this important, really very, very prophetic message uh, that's studied Which to this verse, day. John? Uh, let me grab that. That's chapter 10. 10. He's going to describe the fact that even when he started praying, the angel was dispatched from heaven to come help him. And uh, he was actually interfered, which is really interesting. I think it's verse 10, right? Yeah, what does that say? In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel, who was called uh, Behelzebhar. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. Is that what you want? Um, yeah, but if you look at verse 10, where it says... Okay. Uh, chapter 10, verse 10, and suddenly a hand touched me, oh, which it's... made me tremble on my knees. And he said, Daniel, O greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have been sent to you. See, the, the angel oh, yeah. is sent. Right. While he was speaking the word to me, I was trembling. He says, don't be afraid, Daniel. From the first day that you set your heart to understand, that is to say, he humbled himself with fasting. He did this for 21 days. God heard your words. And now I have come because of your words. And then he's going to give him this revelation. See, that's one of the things an angel will do, give these revelations. I like that. But he sent. But again, it was an answer response to prayer to God. Mm -hmm. So we don't pray to angels like the early church prayed to God for Peter. God dispatches an angel to go deliver out of prison. Do you see these different I, I, roles? I like how they encourage us in times of danger, too. Yeah. You know, even Acts 27, I wrote this one down. Acts 27, 23 through 24, last night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Right. It's just, I like how encouraging they are too in times of trials. Yeah. I mean, and so you, you I mean, this is a, we did yeah. a flyover in terms of the Bible oh, yeah. to look at angels. Oh, boy. But you'll see... Uh, the way it really comes in full view is uh, Revelation. Yeah. At Revelation, it's like the curtain is pulled, and there you're going to see this full-scale production or cosmic play, as it were, of angels coming and going and bringing judgments. Uh, trumpets are being blown. Yeah. Vials. Angels are fighting in heaven. Uh, maybe we'll turn there and we'll start wrapping it up. But if you look at uh, Revelation chapter 12, uh, this is almost a climactic moment for this angel conflict we see in heaven. Um, revelation. Again, we thank you for tuning in. This is WNCN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, 89.1 FM radio. And again, we're just looking into this topic of angels and trying to come to a biblical understanding. And if you look at um, chapter 
uh, 12 of mm -hmm. Revelation, David, you'll see right. here um, verse 3, uh, three and 4. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. There, there there's yeah. the, perhaps that's Israel, the child born of Jesus is, you know, Mary's right. birth. That's what and I right at saying. the beginning, yeah. Herod wanted to kill this. Satan inspired. Yes. But look at verse 7 and uh, seven through 9. And that gives us the full description of what's going on. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. They lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. There. Do you see this conflict? Yeah. So th this is the last book of the Bible, of course. So it, it kind of reaches the climactic moment here. But here's, you see Michael. Michael is introduced, mm -hmm. and he is uh, fighting. Yeah. Now remember, the battle is not between God and Satan, per se, because God is creator. Right. These angels and demons and Satan, they're created beings. But they are warring each other. Michael versus Satan. And it's suggested here some scholars think that a third of the stars that were cast down with the dragon was the angels that followed him. Maybe a third of the heavenly yeah. host. It, 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 it's, because it says after that, uh, Satan is cast to the earth. It clearly says all these titles in verse 9. He's called the great dragon. He's called the serpent mm -hmm. of right. old, the devil, Satan. All these titles in verse 9 was cast to the earth and his angels were cast. That shows he has ownership, or uh, mm -hmm. he's over these five hierarchy, angels. hierarchy yeah, yeah. powers, principalities, yeah. dominion, and so we'll it, pick you know, that up. It, yeah, it's just like Earth, right? Yeah. You know, you think of the yeah. bureaucratic models government, and the yeah. uh, government models. Sporting team has coaching yeah. staff, right. has all the way up administratively. Military, of course, that's where it's modeled after. Probably, mm. you know, you got from the general mm -hmm. on down, mm -hmm. and so yeah, we'll get into this whole thing. And but once you see it you can kind of see how the influence of good and evil are going on in the world today. Oh, yeah. You know, how angels do oh my protect gosh, yeah. unseen. Yeah. And you see this demonic. You yes. Know, rob, kill, and destroy. And so, very good, David. We'll pick up on this. And again, thank you for everybody for tuning in. Um, look forward to touching base with you next week. I, I think we may have a special guest on too, David. Terrific. We'll tighten that up. Oh, wonderful. Right. God bless you all, and have a blessed week. Enjoy. Yeah, have a great weekend. God bless. God bless you all.